yesterday I went through my junk drawer in my kitchen and I was like, okay, let me see. This thing will barely close because there's so much junk in it. Clean it up. What can I get rid of? So I was looking around and I found these plastic shower hook rings. Oh, you got to save those. No, I don't. You're right. <laughs> but I, evidently at some point, I thought I did. So I saw this article. This guy was saying, look, it's, it's going to cost you $20 to replace anything that you have in your house. Get rid of it. If you ever need it again, it's going to cost you less than $20 to replace it, and you won't have to go any farther than 20 miles. So get rid of it. And so I took, as hard as it was, why is it so difficult? As hard as it was, I took that little plastic shower ring and its companions, and I chunked them. Good for you. But it was like... That's a big step in life, you know? I don't even have a shower curtain in my shower. (laughs) walk in so So why were you even hanging on to them because the boys bathroom the second bathroom has a shower curtain yeah but i had bought metal ones because they're nicer and so why am i hanging on to the like what are you thinking lady good for you for throwing them away but i'm having a little anxiety even thinking about over shower curtain rings just anything like i put them in there for a reason and so then i try to backtrack why why did i keep them there must have been. A- She's overanalyzing this. Well, when I when I thought, why is that even in there? Then I had to dissect my entire. I'll tell life. you what cured me what? from saving stuff that I really don't need is when we cleaned out my mother in law's house. She oh, passed away, right. and she had so much stuff. I kid you not. Three. I'm not talking bad about her because she knows this. She she had we had three dumpsters full of stuff oh, my goodness. that we had to get rid of, which and- was sad. But I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that to my kids. Sure. And so Amy and I are like, what can we get rid of that we really, really don't need? And you'd be surprised. Well, I'm thinking that is a project this weekend is to go through that junk drawer because I saw a lot of other things. You have more than just a junk drawer. Come on. I have three. You have three junk drawers? I do. I have. But what about the attic? What about the garage? What about all this stuff that's just piling up? I'm starting to breathe heavy. Oh, no. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. It's not even spring, and Liz is already inspired to clean out things at her house. It's Rob and Liz at his radio. She started cleaning out her junk drawer of things that she doesn't need. And we're hearing from people at 800-447-7234 that are starting to clear out things that they really don't need. Yeah, Amanda texted and said, I have a plastic, a pack of plastic shower curtain rings, and I saved mine because I saw hack where they were using them to store ties and thin scarves however she doesn't wear scarves and nobody in her house wears ties okay so the hack she uses shower rings and she Mm -hmm. hangs this stuff on her shower rings Mm -hmm. but she doesn't really need to because she doesn't wear any of those very interesting shower Uh, i know no she doesn't hang them in the shower she puts them in her closet but then never followed through and did it i hear you i made a t-shirt that i saw online Mm -hmm. out of a sorry i made a scarf out of a t-shirt and you're supposed to cut the t-shirt in half like and then kind of cut the bottom of it so it looks like the fringes on a scarf okay so what happened to that it's horrible it's horribly ugly i still have it i hung it in my closet get rid of it i don't know why i didn't but i can see it in my head i have like a rack on my door that holds like robes and things like this you've never worn that self-made scarf out of a t-shirt it looks like a self-made scarf it looks horrible yeah but that would be the thing no it's terrible it looks like it sounds like to me something that you would buy in the store for 80 bucks oh no no, 
got this thing. I'm not crafty. And it's made out of a thin, thin, thin T-shirt. So it would, I don't even know what it would look like, but it would be tragic. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Oh, I had no idea that a scarf would become a topic. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio, yeah, a scarf. I know. Well, I made this scarf out of a t-shirt because it was a thing on Facebook and everybody was making them so beautiful. And she strongly dislikes it. It's terrible. Like she I, won't wear it. I started with a terrible t-shirt and it's just, it's floppy. It's just whatever. So Monette texted and she said, here's what you need to do. Have an ugly outfit party and then you'll have a reason to wear your ugly scarf. Well, you know, there's something. I mean, first, she's trying to clear things out. Now we're telling her to keep the scarf. I wouldn't disagree because you could probably use that with an ugly sweater thing at Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Or just have everybody, okay, pick the ugliest thing in your closet out, wear it to this party, and it's a reason to get your friends together. It sounds counterproductive. You're trying to clear out the beginning of the year. Well, okay, after the party... Then you have then a clothes, bur- clothes burning or a... Clothes burning? Well, so, you know, it's ugly. Nobody wants to wear it. to sound like it. a weird party. I'm sorry. I don't know if I want to go to... Hey, it's a party. I'm okay. all in. Okay. <laughs> so Robbie's here. What are you thinking, Robbie? I was just thinking about that scarf of Liz. Um, you know, she could probably bring that thing to work and raffle it off and let someone make a donation to the radio station for, you know, to help support the radio station. There's people out there that'll buy that. I don't know. I wouldn't. There's people, out there, that, there's people out there that would make a donation for that scarf. I'm telling you, you can take, she can sell and take that money and put it back into the radio station. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. But if you don't want it, who else would? Hey, I didn't just come. I didn't just come up with that by myself. You know. Oh, you're hilarious. I love that. Somebody will buy it. I won't. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Very interesting assignment that this teacher gave her students. It's Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Yeah, they were in elementary school, and she said, okay, I want everybody to draw what your dream monster would be. A dream monster. I know, which is super cute. Draw it, hand it in. Yeah, and none of them were like, you know, really scary or anything like that. Like but a Monsters, Inc. thing? Yeah, sort yeah, okay. of. And some of them had one eye, and some of them had, you know, 27 legs or Scully. whatever. Yeah. And so it was really cute. So she took all the drawings up from her students in her class, and she kept them for a couple of months. Nobody thought about it again until just recently she got back to school, and she had stuffed animals. I don't know if she made them or had them made in the shape of... And personality of each of those. Oh, she turned them into a stuffed animal. She did. Oh, how nice! So they all got stuffies. She chose the color on some of them, but like one looked like a caterpillar that had different uh, colors. She made it look exactly like the drawing. Good for her. I love. That's talented. Well, if she made them, and she could have outsourced that, and that's cool too. But that she took the time, and the energy, and the thought, and the cost. To do something special like that for her students. I love that. She she made an impact with those stuffed animals, I believe, that she wouldn't have been able to make in a math lesson. Not that they don't need to have the math lesson. What's neat is that she went the extra mile just to make her kids feel good. I know. In the classroom. Way to go, teach. (laughs) You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Scott has a teacher. What was a high school teacher that really made an impact for you? Yeah, after all these years, I still remember her, Mrs. Sertel. It was a ninth grade zoology class. And, you know, I was just kind of like trying to get by. 
I wasn't really doing all I could. I wasn't giving 100%. She recognized that and just took a little bit of extra time, made sure that I knew that she cared, that I mattered to her. And it really just left that lasting impact in my life. I still remember her today, and I did. I started giving more effort uh, in her class especially. I want to make sure that I heard you right. Zoology? Right? Yeah. Zoology? In high school, I didn't hear of such a thing, not in mine at least. So you had a science option. Now, you could do biology, chemistry, or zoology, and that was probably the easiest. So you studied (laughs) giraffes and elephants? You know, like dissecting frogs and, you know, Uh, all that stuff. Yeah, a lot of the I was excited until you said that. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Wow, how specialized. (laughs) I know, right? The smell from aldehyde. Wow, thank you. Thanks for that with my Cheerios. Uh, You're listening to Robin Liz in the morning on his radio. Those teachers, man, they can make such a difference in our lives. I had a third grade teacher hugged every one of her students before they went home for the day. That's nice. Made an impact on me for sure. But she felt loved. I did. How nice is yeah. that? 800-447-7234. We're hearing from Fledge and Fledge is like, okay, my wife is a teacher. She's a high school math teacher, and she also teaches these kids at night school. And some of these kids, it's their last chance. The judge just says, but, you know, the judge says, you got to finish high school to go to jail. Or my wife will meet um, young girls, 17, they got two kids, um, and they got to get through their final semester of, of high school. And my wife will meet them where they're at. And at the end, my wife makes a little gift basket, a little something to say congratulations. And it's just this this personal thing that my beautiful wife does for these kids that sometimes have no hope. Sounds like to me she doesn't do this because she has to. She does this because she wants to. Yeah, she's pretty exceptional. Um, And I hear these little stories when she comes home. And it's, uh, it's just really amazing when she gets it. You know, she understands that these kids, this is, uh, this is a way to the future or a block, and she can be a way to the future. And it's wonderful to see the difference that she makes in their lives. You're listening to Robin Liz in the morning. On his radio. So going into a new year, I'm always looking for ways, and maybe you're the same. I don't know about you, Rob. You're looking for new hobbies because maybe you're tired of the old ones or you're just looking to be more active or whatever it is. So I, I saw where um, some cheap hobbies, because sometimes hobbies can be real expensive. Like if you want to pick up skiing, <laughs> that would be a very expensive hobby. You call that a hobby? Skiing? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Or like my son, he picked up disc golfing over the past year. You call that a hobby? Yeah. Okay. When you spend as much time doing it as he does, actually, I would like to call it his job. But <laughs> he doesn't make money. It's very expensive. All the discs and all the things. So, you know, here's something dancing. You call Dan- that a hobby? Oh, yeah. Dancing doesn't cost you a thing, you know? Uh, what about sewing? It costs a little bit because you got to have the material and the yarn and the thread and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but everything costs something. Everything it, dancing honestly doesn't. Yeah, it does. You got to buy the dancing shoes and then the outfits that go along with it. All okay. that stuff. You do ballroom dancing. I'm dancing Come on. right here. Help is on the way. Yeah, boy, that's costing me <laughs> money. It You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning on his radio. They said these words are banished at this college. <laughs> it's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. Seriously, there's Lake Superior State University. It's in Michigan. It's a Michigan college. And they have a list of 10 words. Uh, two of, they're, they're like two words for a couple of them, so it's phrases. Sure. 
that you cannot say. It's banished. I don't know what happens to people who go to this college and they say these words. Maybe they're banished. But they say it's banished. Don't say these words. I'll give you a few. I'm not going to give you a whole laundry list of words. Yeah. I'll give you a few. Goat. Greatest of all time. I can see that. I'm over it. It's kind of been overused. Uh, let's see. Moving forward. I've, okay. I didn't know that was a common thing. I didn't either. I am tired of uh, it is what it is. Okay. I won't that say one's, that anymore. That one's banished. Uh, irregardless is banished. Uh, does that make sense? A lot of people say that now. I say that. So, like, I'll explain something. Say, so does this make sense or does that make sense? So that you get affirmation from the other person that they understand what you're saying. The one I, I don't get that I don't think is a commonly used phrase that's banished from this college. And it is inflection point. I don't. Is I, that the way we speak? I looked what? up. I no. I looked up the definition, mm-hmm. and it's it's the it's a curve that goes up and down, up and down. It's a curve, like on a road. It slopes up and it slopes down. I, That's inflection point. I didn't know that was a thing. Why are they banishing it? Nobody's saying it. I have no idea. <laughs> Scott has a pet peeve of a word. Oh gosh. What is Boy. it, Scott? Well, I feel it's one that's overused so much. Kiddo, kiddo, kiddos. When you're talking about kids, do you? It's oh. just like I tell you who spoiled it for me. Who? You're not gonna like this. Uh-oh. I'll tell you who spoiled it for me, and you might not like this. Uh-oh. I'm calling them out. It's those people that renovate homes over in Waco, Texas. Do they say kiddo a lot? All the time. Chip and Joanna Gaines say kiddo. The kiddos. Kiddo. The kiddos. Oh, the kiddos. We're talking, well, they've got a hundred of them, so maybe that's yeah, three. They have more than three kids. How many do they have? I think. Am I? I think I'm correct. Seven. I have not watched that show for like, I don't know, five years. I got tired of it. It was the same thing. It, you know how they do a kitchen? No. The kitchen's done the same way every time. It's new cabinetry, new uh, appliances, and recessed lighting. Oh, and backsplash. The same kitchen is done the same way every time. I'm like, okay, enough. Look, kiddo, calm down. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Polaris is a dog, a black Shepherd dog. He's beautiful. Oh, my word. Well, things had happened at an international airport. I think it was, what, San Francisco? Mm. And so he couldn't go home. Mm-mm. And he was abandoned at the airport. United Airlines are like, we're going to find this dog a home. 30 employees at United said, we want to adopt Polaris. Yeah, they even put in applications and everything to try to say, you know, we're going to provide him a, a good home and he can come live with our family. Well, they finally came down to one. Yeah. He's got a home now, and it's Captain William Dale and his family. I wonder one of the if, pilots. I wonder if Polaris, because his daddy is a pilot, is going to be able to travel the world with his daddy. Is well, it allowed? He's already named after the North Star. He, yeah, he is. It it's means something for, I guess, United Airlines specifically. And they said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to name this dog this. So. Polaris, yeah. But it's makes weird. Sense. It's weird that he didn't already have a name. And who abandons their dog at a... Well, there were complications with 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 all this, and the owner couldn't couldn't take take him along. uh, Yeah, and so it's like, what am I going to do? Yeah, so I guess, you know, it was a surrender, but it was under duress, I guess. So heart still hurts for him, but he's got a forever home now. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. They said these words are banished at this college. (laughs) It's Rob and Liz in the morning, his radio. Seriously, there's Lake Superior State University. It's in Michigan. It's a Michigan college. And they have a list of 10 words. Uh, two of, they're, they're like two words for a couple of them, so it's phrases. Sure. 
that you cannot say. It's banished. I don't know what happens to people who go to this college and they say these words. Maybe they're banished. But they say it's banished. Don't say these words. I'll give you a few. I'm not going to give you a whole laundry list of words. Yeah. I'll give you a few. Goat. Greatest of all time. I can see that. I'm over it. It's kind of been overused. Uh, let's see. Moving forward. I, okay. I didn't know that was a common thing. I didn't that, either. I am tired of uh, it is what it is. Okay. I won't that say one, that anymore. That one's banished. Uh, irregardless is banished. Uh, does that make sense? A lot of people say that now. I say that. So, like, I'll explain something. Say, so does this make sense or does that make sense? So that you get affirmation from the other person that they understand what you're saying. The one I, I don't get that I don't think is a commonly used phrase that's banished from this college. And it is inflection point. I don't. Is I, that the way we speak? I looked what? up. I no. I looked up the definition, mm-hmm. and it's it's the it's a curve that goes up and down, up and down. It's a curve, like on a road. It slopes up and it slopes down. I, That's inflection point. I didn't know that was a thing. Why are they banishing it? Nobody's saying it. I have no idea. <laughs> Scott has a pet peeve of a word. Oh gosh. What is Boy. it, Scott? Well, I feel it's one that's overused so much. Kiddo, kiddo, kiddos. When you're talking about kids, do you? It's oh. just like I tell you who spoiled it for me. Who? You're not gonna like this. Uh-oh. I'll tell you who spoiled it for me, and you might not like this. Uh-oh. I'm calling them out. It's those people that renovate homes over in Waco, Texas. Do they say kiddo a lot? All the time. Chip and Joanna Gaines say kiddo. The kiddos. Kiddo. The kiddos. Oh, the kiddos. We're talking, well, they've got a hundred of them, so maybe that's <laughs> three. They have more than three kids. How many do they have? I think. Am I? I think I'm correct. Seven. I have not watched that show for like, I don't know, five years. I got tired of it. It was the same thing. It, you know how they do a kitchen? How? The kitchen's done the same way every time. It's new cabinetry, new uh, appliances, and recessed lighting. Oh, and backsplash. The same kitchen is done the same way every time. I'm like, okay, enough. Look, kiddo, calm down. See? You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. Alan and Vivian, they're that blizzard of 2022. How can you forget that, especially if you have to travel in it? Oh, sure. When it was during the Christmas season just a couple of weeks ago. But it was so bad in Buffalo that people were stranded either in their cars or their homes and power was going out. So here's Al and Vivian and they're pastors of the Truth Urban Ministry in Buffalo. And they decided, let's go and rescue as many people as we can and bring them here and take care of them for as long as it takes. Wow. They did. 154 people. What? All together. Was it in their church or their it, house? It was there. It says ministry. Oh, so it was ministry. in their ministry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's so crazy cool. Well, and so my mind is just, you know, asking all the things, all the questions. Okay, like, I won't have all the answers, I, but go for it. But I mean, I just got to get it out. Like, did they have enough food to feed everyone? And did they have enough beds or sleeping bags or blankets or pillows or warmth or... See, all the things. All the things. All the things. Evidently, God provided because these people were taken care of. And provided before it happened because they couldn't run out to the store. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. At one point, when he was in his prime, everybody knew his name, whether you liked the sport of soccer, football, or not. And that's Pele. He just recently passed away. He did. And I, I remember he was the first soccer player I ever remember knowing was kind of notable, was like a superstar in the field 
of soccer. And there was a move that he did, and I can't remember. It was like a kick and then on your knee. Is that right? Uh, what I remember was that he would be he would be in midair and kick backwards, and it yes. goes right into the goal. It's like, how did he do that? How in the world do you see behind what the dude to an do that? athlete? Yeah. Well, now there's this initiative around the world, and they are asking. FIFA is asking, would you please name at least in each country name one stadium after Pele? Isn't that super cool? And and just to know the legacy that he left and inspired so many kids who watched him and wanted to do that move that you were talking about, Rob, uh, to, to start playing soccer. And you have soccer players today because of it. Yeah, and they still know Pele. And they still know Pele. And he, he had not played in years and years and years and well, years. Well, he was in his prime in the 80s. Yes. Oh, that's why, you know, I'm kind of familiar with him. He started uh, much earlier than that. But, yeah, his prime in the, in the late 70s and 80s. So, yeah. Just an awesome, awesome so we'll see. We'll see how many countries actually do that. Come on, U.S., let's do this. You're listening to Rob and Liz in the morning. On his radio. Robert and Edith were in high school together, and Edith spotted Robert across, I don't know, the, the cafeteria and said, oh, he's so oh, cute. Oh, boy, high school sweethearts, <laughs> he's huh? so cute. And so I guess she made her affection known, and he invited her to a football game. They go to a football game for the first date. They ended up getting married about eight years later. They met in 1936. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. They got married in 1942. They just celebrated 86 years. Wait a minute. If I do my math right, they're over 100 then. 102 years old, 102? Yes. But it started at that football game, and they both say... They fell in love on that very first date. Good for them. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. They um, are, you know, were in a uh, a long, loving relationship and had several kids. They still remember, which I love this, they're 102, and still have that memory of that first date and how they felt about each other during that first date. 80 years. 86. Oh, 86 years. 86 Good years. Good for them. They've been married, and I just love this. You know, they... They still love each other. They still hold hands. Which <laughs> is so cute. So if they're high school sweethearts, it sounds like they're about the same age. They are. They're both 102 years they old. They are. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's sweet. You know, and I think when we think about getting married, why is it in movies and even I think in my own life when, you know, I was being proposed to, we were like the next 50 years. Like that seems to be the pinnacle that we all want to get to. Okay. And yeah. Robert and Edith said 50 Whatever. Rob and Liz in the morning. His radio. You know, the dog gets blamed for a lot of different things, right? From eating homework to making the mess. I mean, all that kind of stuff. It's Rob and Liz in the morning, his radio. Never in my life until Liz Riles here. Never in my life have I heard of a dog being blamed for adding cash to an app. It, but Liz managed to do so, and it, it, it's not real. The dog didn't do it. That's all I could think happened. Her so, new puppy's butt, she said, yeah. added 50 bucks to her Chick-fil-A app. Yeah. I wake up yesterday morning, and I check my account, and I see $50 to Chick-fil-A. And I was like, I didn't go to Chick-fil-A. Like, what? What? And certainly didn't spend $50. So I go in the app. There's $50 in, you know, like I've added it. So I didn't think about it again. I just thought when I was carrying the dog yesterday, because we went on a walk, I held her in my arms most of it. And I had my phone up under her. And I thought, well, her little hiney was warm. And it got into the folder, into the app, into the all the things. All the stuff had to happen for actually her dog's butt to add 50 bucks to her Chick-fil-A app. Yeah. 
So your son found out something. I said it to him. I was like, let me tell you what happened. So I said, this is what happened, $50 on the app. What did he say? And he said, that was a TikTok thing. I saw that the other day. So So he goes and he tries to find the video and he can't find it. He said, no, somebody got hacked. Same thing, $50 went into her app, but she didn't authorize it. So, okay, now I have a question that I didn't think of earlier. Okay. My question is this. Did it come out of your bank account and went in? Yes. Oh, no, that's bad. But see, that's weird because it went into my Chick-fil-A app. Yeah, but still, somebody got a hold of your bank account and put it into your app. It's not there anymore. What's not there? No, I had the bank account in my app. Because you can do that, and you can just pay. You can add funds. So you think somebody hacks into the Chick-fil-A app, not That's the bank account. Okay, well, That's that, what I, think. I feel better. Yes. Oh, I did too. But that my bank account information, no longer in that app. Good for you. And not in any of my apps anymore. And her dog's butt can be blamed for things, <laughs> but not for adding money to her, her Chick-fil-A app.